and welcome to this episode of Analyze This, the self-help podcast that just can't help itself. I'm apparently Hannah Hart as being played by a young anime boy today, uh, but I'm also joined by Hannah Gelb, who will be played by a gorgeous moon goddess. Yeah. Sakura. Yeah, Sakura. (laughs) What do you do? Let's get the glow cards or it's going to like blow. Okay. Can I just say... I mean, wait, I have to get, I haven't okay. said enjoy yet, Gelb. We're not officially in. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Oh, keep going. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Today, we'll be talking about things that we love, aka just things we love in general, as we conclude our month of love. And as you can tell, we love things like making cool, fun voices. So if this is your first time here at Analyze This, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on our podcast every Thursday. And if you are one of our thousands of other listeners who tune in every week, We love you. Please never leave. Enjoy! (laughs) You know what I love, Hannah Hart? What, buddy? Is making fun of... (laughs) I love making fun of American dubbing of anime because it's just so off a lot of the time, as we referenced before, like in Cardcaptor. Like, you know, Karo-chan? He's like a little teddy bear. He's like a, he looks like a tiny, <laughs> tiny mouse teddy bear. And the voice that they gave him in the American dub is like a 45-year-old man who lives in your basement. And like it's very bizarre. They did the same thing with the cat from Sailor Moon. You know, so for those of you unfamiliar with these two shows, basically just uh, picture a tiny, adorable animal creature that's like your companion, you know? And in the original Japanese, they talk like Oh, wow. Let's go. Like, very, like, happy right. and it, cute and light. Yeah. Like, imagine the sound of uh, raindrops falling on a mushroom cap. Like, that's kind of what I think of. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then, however, in the, the dubbed versions, whether they're Canadian or American, they somehow decide to take this adorable raindrop voice and turn it into someone who has smoked a pack a day for the last 10 years. <laughs> and you definitely don't want them hanging out with a 13-year-old girl. Hannah Gelb, today we're talking about things we love. Obviously, bagels is one of them. Each other, mm. coming in at a close second. Oh. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's been, I've been having kind of a stressful February, I feel. So I, luckily, some wonderful things happened this week. ColourPop Cosmetics introduced their Sailor Moon collab makeup and i did not even know that this company existed but apparently they're in la they do everything in-house including like they're not sponsoring this episode by the way i'm just giving them a huge shout out for being smart and good so i wish that we were anywhere (laughs) i mean i i I wish that we were the type of podcast that that needed to say they're not sponsoring this episode but um given our, our our humble humble um podcast i I think people know. And ColourPop Cosmetics, if you want to sponsor this episode, that's great. But oh my God. I mean, you know why I'm so shocked about this this palette? Well, here, go ahead and describe the palette for our listeners. And describe, you know, and just in case they don't know, what is Sailor Moon? Why is it significant? And what does the palette look like? Oh man, that is so hilarious. If, if anyone is listening to this who doesn't know what Sailor Moon is, I mean, who are you? Where did you come from? <laughs> but you're also super welcome. Sailor Moon is the a anime that ran in Japan from 1992 to 1997 and is the central column in basically the all millennials personalities slash emotional centers. It has such a wonderful deep place in my heart and many others. It's about a team of magical girls who 
transform and fight evil and they do it all with style and humor and charm and it's just so great and so ColourPop uh has this collaboration and they made a sailor moon eyeshadow palette and also like a lip gloss and a blush and some glittery stuff and the palette is just so beautiful it's like yellow and rose and and purples and it sold out okay it debuted on february 20th at 10 a.m i set an alarm oh my god you did Yes, I did. I got, I stood in, I was out, I was at work. Like, excuse me, I have to buy Sailor Moon makeup right now. Okay, so, <laughs> so at 10 a.m., it's like finally appears. And the like full collection of all the Sailor Moon stuff, which was a steal at $89, was sold out by 10-11. I what? That is so... I'm sorry, dude. That is so shocking to me. I'm shocked about this for two reasons. One, <laughs> honestly, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty surprised that people are still thinking about Sailor Moon who aren't, frankly, you and me. You know? I'm like... <laughs> yeah, the fact that ColourPop Cosmetics in the year of our Lord 2020... Is this the year of our Lord anymore? In the year of our Lordess? In the year of mm-hmm. Lord. Let's just say of Lord because mm-hmm. her last album okay. was great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 2020. so good. This massive, uh, really fun, lovely cosmetics company that maybe isn't that big, maybe it's based in LA, has rolled up an entire Sailor Moon makeup collaboration. I mean, it's so exciting because to me, any reflection of my interests in mainstream culture, it just feels so good, especially because ColourPop, I mean, honestly, they make a lot of cool shit. I'm not, I'm shocked that other people care about Sailor Moon still, but I'm not that surprised that it's ColourPop. And it's ColourPop spelled Pop, which is odd considering they're an American company. <laughs> well, dude, I have to say, I'm afraid I must correct you. One, I think one out of three people is a Sailor Moon fan walking around. Some people are more obvious about it. Just this morning, actually, I went to the bakery near my house and there was a beardy man wearing a Sailor Moon tank top, and I told him, your shirt is metal, dude. Oh, and my God. I, Did he have a ring on his finger? Kind of, it's it's kind of like... <laughs> he was with a group of friends, and when I told him his shirt was metal, he didn't seem to, like, really want to pursue the conversation that much, so oh. uh, I kind of let it go. But Okay, that's fair. But good, um, good on you for speaking to a stranger and giving them a compliment. <laughs> truly, truly, truly. That's one what? of the things I love about you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. So what happened? Okay, so by 10, 11, the the entire collection was sold out. What did you do? What did you get? So I tried to buy the collection, and it just wouldn't go through because it was already sold out. So I did buy the eyeshadow palette and a blush and then another one for my good friend who loves Sailor Mars and not Sailor Venus. So I'm anxiously awaiting those to arrive in the mail, and I'm just so excited. And, like, I was considering... I was like, I might have to have a YouTube channel so I can make one video of me talking about this makeup. And then oh that God. will be the only video I ever make. Yes, you please. Know? Just post it to Instagram. <laughs> post it on your Instagram. You're at the Gelb Instagram and make it like an IGTV thing. Dude, YouTube is basically oh. for, for like little babies these days. So I'm really going to lean more towards Instagram because I feel like that's where more of the grown up folk are. You know what I mean? Dude, it's so true. Like I have friends who like we communicate so like infrequently even though we're close but like we don't talk that much on the phone and then like 
when if I post on the Instagram, there's like immediately a message that's like, hey, I saw that. And I'm like, what? Apparently, <laughs> yes. Everybody is just lurking on Instagram all the time. I mean, they're just waiting. So. And I mean, I was, uh, yeah, I was on I was on Instagram moments ago. Okay. Well, I'm really excited. If you haven't already checked it out, head over to ColourPop, check it out. That is something that we love. And I think it's a great way to kick off today's episode, which is all about discussing about things that we love currently. I wanted to have the great honor of asking you, what are you loving right now, Hannah Hart? Oh my God. Okay. The first thing I'm going to talk about today, the thing that I'm loving right now is something that I I really just have to admit to myself. And I think I'm ready and I'm at a point of self-care and self-acceptance that I can truly accept this about me. Guys, Mm. I love reality TV. I love it. (laughs) Um, I've always said that I you know, watched it because the various people in my life watched it or my partners watched it or or anything like that. It's time that I just come out of the closet and just say it. I love the garbage programming of reality TV. I love it. I love it. Especially watching shows where ordinary people are thrust into romantic situations and they have to make it work with one other person. Not like a dating show where it's like a bunch of other people, just one other person and just going deep into watching two people interact with each other in this romantic way. So it is, yeah, it's a thing I, I really get off on. And currently my favorite reality TV show is called Love is Blind. Oh, okay. I think I've heard of this. First of all, I'm so happy for you, dude, because I feel like I have known (laughs) <laughs> like when you're watching, it's like watching your young child and you're like, oh, I, I know they really want to do that thing. They just don't want to admit it yet. But I feel yes. like I've known that you love reality TV. <laughs> I mean, we might have to do like um, on our Patreon page, I might have to start posting like a sub series uh, in which I perhaps with Ella, just Ooh, maybe by just myself. Review? Yes. Episodes of reality TV. Dude, yeah, man. I mean, on to be okay, and uh, I've never actually seen as much reality TV as I have seen in your home with when I'm visiting you and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, but yeah, I kind of okay, and then side note, I have a new office mate, and she is very cool, and like the other day we were sitting silently, and all of a sudden she just goes, "You really need to watch The Bachelor." Oh my God. Actually, the she says that every day. Like every day she's like, "Do you I need to talk about The Bachelor, so you need to watch it so we can talk about it." So I mean, uh, it's basic The Bachelor is more like um, sports programming in terms of reality TV. I definitely think that there's like a bunch of different tiers of reality TV. Um, mm-hmm. From my knowledge of you, Hannah Gelb, I think that like <laughs> I think that the uh, competition reality TV show is probably not going to be your jam because the people themselves are usually a little less interesting and substantial because the format of the show is so interesting and substantial. Oh. So I feel like, see, dude, I've got some fucking thoughts on reality TV, and now that I am living out and proud, I'm just gonna talk about it. So. <laughs> You know, shows like The Bachelor and these dating shows, they use the formatting and the structure and the constant movement and momentum that a competition creates to move along what is otherwise a pretty substandard, pretty boring series of dynamics between people who want to be famous, frankly. (laughs) Oh my God, what a beautiful, succinct, yes, that's just such a perfect description, yeah. Like, you're like, well, these people really don't have that much to say. However... You know what I mean? 
And so right. this, this current reality TV show that I love so much is called Love is Blind. And let me explain to you a little bit about how it works. So the show itself is on Netflix and it is available on Netflix. So if you want to watch it, you can watch it on Netflix. I started watching it. This is how I knew that I was ready to admit that I loved reality TV. Ella was out and I was at home. I chose to click on it <laughs> by myself at home. I was like, well, let me check out if this is going to be one of our shows in our rotation. Let me just give this thing a little whirl. The first episode's up. I'll just watch it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's let's just say I got science. 30, yeah, exactly. Let's just say I got 37 minutes in before I screamed aloud, hit pause, hit restart, called Ella and was like, you need to hurry up and come home as soon as you possibly can because I cannot watch another second of this without having someone to talk about it with. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Yes. So how does it work? Okay. So the structure is as follows. A series of contestants, I don't know how many, let's say 10 and 10. 10 men, 10 women. It's, you know, it's very heteronormative. A lot of reality TV is, in fact, the only queer-focused reality TV show that I've watched in my now-growing archive of having watched (laughs) reality TV shows. What was it called? Are You the One? Are You the One? That's the only one that I saw that had a bunch of queer people in it. And they had one queer season. and It was great. Anyway, Love is Blind works like this. Ten men and ten women are completely isolated from each other. They're in two groups, so it's like the men and the women. One by one, they enter these pods, which is just a couch and a wall. What? On the other side of the wall is the other gender, is a person of another gender, is the man or the woman. They communicate only through speaking. Basically, they just talk to each other without having any idea what the other person looks like. Their race, uh, their height, their body type, anything like that. It is a personality and human connection alone driven start. That's really cool. I really like that idea. It's fascinating. It's really, really cool. So via conversation alone, people get to know each other. Now, obviously, a lot of these pairings, you know, so they kind of go one by one down the line. So every person has a conversation at least once with another person, right? So what happens is over the course of the first week, slowly but surely connections form. Sometimes multiple connections form. Sometimes everyone's interested in the same person. You know, it's ripe for Mm. drama. And then sometimes, like in the case of my honestly favorite couple, Cameron and Lauren, sometimes (laughs) 37 minutes in to the first episode on day three of the whole experiment, you see two fully functioning 30-something human adults crying as they say, I love you to each other for the first time. Wait, okay. So one episode, this was not they had 37 minutes together. That was the length of the episode, but over the course of the episode, they interacted, like, several times. Yes. Over the course of the episode, they interacted three total times, and by the 37-minute marker of this hour-long episode, these two people were in tears, confessing that they were in love with the other person. Okay? Whoa. I know. So out of the 20-something possible pairings, or I'm using numbers vaguely. I don't remember how many initial dynamics there were. But out of all the possible pairings, about five couples actually got to the point where they were ready to form a commitment to each other and move on to the next stage of the experiment. 
is love truly blind? So oh they. God. Oh God! I'm so okay. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> so in, at, by the end of like I don't know second or third episode, they are proposing to each other. The male person proposes to the female person through the wall. They get engaged oh. to each other without knowing what the other person even looks like. Whoa. I'm sad because my brain is so cynical. I'm already like, uh, where did this go wrong? <laughs> it, um, oh my it God. Just, but wait, wait, wait. How many times do they talk to each other before they propose? Uh, it's a little vague. Like it got a little choppy, but I think it's like maybe a week. I think you have one week to determine if you want to continue the experiment. Like I said, Whoa. the majority of people didn't form a strong connection you know, Mm -hmm. but this Mm -hmm. handful of people that did, the only way to continue, the only way to actually meet the person you've been talking to is to get engaged in the structure of the show. Well, that seems kind of dirty. Oh, it's reality reality TV, baby. Of course it's dirty. That's why we watch it. Oh my God. Okay. 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 So anyway, long story short, and I'll I'll stop talking about this soon so we can move on to to your thing you love, Gelby. But let me just say this. (laughs) Uh, they, one of the most fascinating things I've ever witnessed in my life is the course of this show. The couples reveal themselves to each other. They continue their engagement. They move back home, you know, to their hometowns. And they're all from like the same general metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. They move back. They meet each other's families. And basically they have four weeks to decide if they want to get married or break up. Okay, wait. So, like, when when is the big reveal of, like, this is what this person looks like? It happens after the first week after they get engaged. So, once they're engaged, okay. they reveal themselves to each other, and then they move in together. So, has anyone been like, I love you? Ugh. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. You have no idea. It oh is. God. I can go, you know, if, if if you guys want to hear me go into further detail about this, maybe go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash analyze this, and I can give you full on Oh, yes. But, for the, just the full six hours. <laughs> I can tell you every, this. I can tell you every single thing that's happened to this show. Let me just say <laughs> that it is a series of people and they're all different from each other and they're all bizarre. And sometimes you're rooting for them to work it out. And other times you feel like you're just being manipulated. Like you can't tell if they're being honest even with you. It's just, it's it's oh. so, so good. And then there's some couples that, there's two couples on this show, on this season right now, that I'm like, oh my God, these people are 30-somethings, like in their mid-30s. They're to- totally functioning human beings. They went on the show for all intents and purposes. It seems like they're really good together. I mean, I think the structure of talking on the phone and talking to each other, it might not be something heterosexual couples do a lot. No, I think like to get to know each other. It's normal to just skip that entirely, actually. (laughs) I mean, and that's really Um, like it it was from a queer perspective. It was so fascinating to watch these people be like, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I do have some values that I'd like to share. And like you're watching these people that are like, I feel a deeper connection with this person I've never even seen than I did in an entire year long relationship because all they can do is talk to each other for a week. Oh, my God. God, dude, Hannah Gelb, this is I want to blow my this mind show. right now. I like, want you to go on this show. I want <laughs> you to go on this show. I'm actually going to Google love is blind application. How do submission. we? Yes. I got, I got to get oh. you to go on this show because of like dude. your height kink. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And I feel like most heterosexual women will tell you what's very frustrating is it's so hard to get a man to like 
talk at length in a non-irritating way. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, guys. Um, like about, you know, honestly, just honestly and without pretense about what they want or anything. I mean, whoa. I know. Yeah. Without know. all of that, like, window dressing of like, let's go to a bar and have drinks and like make jokes kind of, uh, you know? Dude. Yeah, no. I mean, that's kind of why, like, I am really, I'm really into this structure. I'm really into this format. I really want to see more seasons of it. And I think it's like, regardless of people's intentions, some people just want to be on TV. Hold on, I'm just tweeting right now. How do I submit people to be on the next season of Love and Blind? (laughs) Um, uh, Tweeting at Netflix. Long story short, it's an amazing show. I love it a lot. And I'm out of the closet. I love reality TV. And I encourage everyone to watch it so we can talk about it at length. Hannah Gelb, it is is great. So that is is my thing that I am loving lately. Love is Blind 2020. Fucking yeah, man. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so... Dude, I mean, I can tell this is true love because... Your passion has was so real that I am now like so, I want to watch this so badly. Oh, dude, uh, you got as soon as we're done recording this episode, feel free to watch it. Feel free to uh, live text me <laughs> all of your thoughts and reactions. There's a lot of people I want to talk about. There's somebody on the show that is the exact kind of person that I'm like, oh my god, you are so transparent and you are just so fake. And the amount of self delusion that is happening right now is just driving mm. me crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, make sure you check it out. And also make sure you check out this quick ad. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, we're back. Hannah Gelb, isn't it exciting that our podcast has ads now? Yes, it is. I keep forgetting that we do that now. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. <laughs> so cool. I know. Uh, Hannah, Hannah Hart has cool. really been running the show, guys, while I've been like just trying to survive. <laughs> so, <laughs> dude, you're doing a great job. Just want you to know uh-huh. that. Thanks, homie. It's kind of really in theme with how we've spent this first month. And in a lot of ways, I feel like the podcast has helped me do it. But honestly, I'm really focusing on living my life the way I want to live it and letting myself prioritize the things that are important to me. So, Hannah uh, Gelb. How perfect. Thanks, Ben. Hannah Gelb, will you tell me about <laughs> some things or thing or whatever that you've been loving lately? Yes. I have kind of a like a more surface thing that happened and then like a deeper thing that happened. So, surface thing is I went to the doctor fairly recently because I had not been in uh, several years. And my heart rate is pretty slow. It's on the slow side. So my doctor recommended that I get a heart monitor and wear it for a week. And I'm pretty sure it's totally fine. I just happen to have, you know, I have, have, I have been a runner for a while. So I think I just have kind of a slow heart rate. Plus my mom is from Wisconsin. End of story. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
all, that's all I need to say. <laughs> Everything just moves at a little bit of a slower so pace. The heart rate. I go and I'm like, whatever, blah, blah. I go to Kaiser. I'm in cardiology. This man walks out and calls my name. And it is the hottest fucking guy that I have ever seen. Oh, my God. Like, so <laughs> he's like beautiful and tall and has beautiful hair and a beard. He looks like he just came in from climbing a mountain and he's about to affix a heart monitor to my chest area. So Okay, so what what is a heart monitor? And also was this guy wearing smocks? Yes, he was. Wow, that's pretty hot. <laughs> that's pretty, pretty hot. Right. And I don't normally go in for that kind of thing, but oh, I was all about it. So basically what it just it just is a little device that they kind of glue onto you that measures your heart rate 24 hours a day for a week. Oh, wow. And Wait, then, so you yeah. ha- do you have this thing on right now? Oh, I do. Oh. I mean, so it's I like, can't. It's just, it's measuring. It's not like, I don't know what it is exactly. Like, it doesn't like display what your heart rate is. Okay, it's but, just tracking um, it. It's tracking it. And then if you have a more, if you're having actual like heart problem symptoms, there's like a little booklet to like write down. You're like, oh, I feel chest pains or short of breath. And then you like make a little note of it. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So anyways, I go in. <laughs> and he's so like, well, <laughs> he's like, all right, well, uh, okay, so I'm going to be helping you out today. Why don't you just uh, unbutton your shirt? I think we could do it that way. And then I'm like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> just like a couple top buttons. And also, if you could repeat that, but like in maybe like a sexy man voice, because I don't know if he was like, hello, let's just butter your shirt. Yeah, somehow I'm like holding it together. It's like I've divided myself into two beings. Like one is a responsible human adult with boundaries that I have like facing forward. And then uh-huh. my like other self, like the dark half is like, <laughs> it's like just like going wild. Anyways, luckily I was wearing my sexy bra. Oh, good. Um, good, good, good. Were you wearing well, a shirt I, that had buttons on it? I was wearing a shirt that had buttons on it. So I unbuttoned my shirt and then... He's like, he has to like kind of sandpaper this like section of skin off to where they put the heart monitor. So he does that. And then he's sitting like four inches away from me, like putting this thing on me. And he's like, so what do you do uh, when you're not hanging out with us at Kaiser? Like literally like four inches from my face is his beautiful Mm. face with like Mm. his beautiful storm colored eyes. (laughs) I was like, well, I I play the banjo. He's like, oh, wow. Do you play any other instruments? And I was like, uh, da, da, the piano sometimes. <laughs> and then we started talking about training for marathons. And he was like, oh, man, I like to train too for races, but I have to wait right now because I injured myself. I hurt my IT band. And then I was like, what is an IT band? And then he was like, oh, it's like those muscles that are like along your leg. Except then he touched my leg where what? he was talking about. Oh, my God. Yeah. And were you like, um, oh, do you need help massaging that IT band? And he's like, oh, no, the heart rate monitor's broken because your heart is beating so fast. Any idea what's causing it? And then both of you are like, ding, and you look into each other's eyes. Is that what I would like? I mean, sigh. He kind of had that joyous air about him that, like, tall, good-looking white men have, you know? Because, like, everything's just gone so great for them their whole life. And they're like, wow, being alive is just kind of the best, you know? Oh, so he wasn't um, like vaguely Jewish? No, no. No, okay, got it. No. So he was like, he was like, ha, ha, hi, how you doing? I'm a doctor. Like, okay, picture like, okay, if Killian Murphy was crossed with Chris 
Hemsworth. Whoa. Like kind of a, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and uh, combine these two faces on what if they had a baby and we'll we'll find out how, how that went. Uh, <laughs> yes. Anyways, in conclusion, man, I don't mean to bore everyone with the story, but I needed this experience because I was just like, I've been in a funk, like a mm-hmm. funk this week. And that whole thing just like kind of took me out of it. And I was like, I felt a lot lighter because I was like, oh, yeah, life can be fun and interesting sometimes. And it's spontaneous just an omnidirectional like shit hose. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know when you were going in that there would be a dashing man affixing a adhesive to your breast area. Where on your body did I, he put it? Well, you know, where the heart is. Wow, that's like on your boob. I know. My very sweet coworker, the next day I was telling her about this and she was like, that was probably the best day of his life. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Anyway, so pretty much everybody in the Northern Hemisphere knows about this story now. Because I've told everyone and I tweeted about it and I feel like it's going to get back to him somehow. So, hey So you're like, no, you're just spending most of your time waiting on that. What is it about <laughs> doctors that's so high? I mean, like, you know, when I'm uh, in my, like, fantasy brain, there's certain, I guess, roles and figures that I think are pretty hot. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, probably it's not too surprising given my uh, borderline hypochondria. Well, I guess actually I'm not a hypochondriac now that I'm discovering I've been actually, like, anemic all these years. But anyway, we'll get to that right. later. Um, <laughs> but long story short, like, there's something about the role of, like, like a doctor or, like, a teacher or, like, a coach. Like, there's something about the professional figure of authority and, like, the boundaries that surround that. You know, like, stuff like that. that mm. I'm just like, yeah, it's pretty fucking hot, man. <laughs> Dude, that is my freaking that kink is, like, 96% of my personality. That is <laughs> my jam. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Especially with a doctor, it's, like, it's kind of a combination of everything. It's, like, there's like this weird intensity because you don't really mm-hmm. know them, but they're like, I'm going to take care of you. Also, I have so much knowledge and expertise. Also, I'm a total mystery to you. Like, I'm a total right. mystery to you. You don't know? <laughs> yeah. And it makes you feel like you feel special just by being there because they're like, I'm paying so much attention to you. And you're like, wow, this never happens in real life. <laughs> and you have to do what they say. So I don't know if it's really just Uh, It's kind of tough, you know? Part of me is like, well, maybe it's not so much like them being a doctor. Maybe it's just me liking to be told what to do. Hard to say. Hard to say, you know? Oh, it's always the bossy ones. Speaking of banjo, (laughs) how how is your banjoing going? Any updates there? Banjo's good. Banjo's really good. Continues to be a bomb for the soul. I kind of have a fun little mental game going on right now where... I recently reread The Magician's Trilogy. Have you read that, buddy? I have neither read nor heard of it. Okay, so The Magician's is a trilogy of books written by Lev Grossman. It's actually been adapted into a TV show, and it's on Netflix. I can't get into it because I read the books first. I really want to, but I just like cannot get into the show. But I really love the series because people like call it, quote-unquote, Harry Potter for adults, but I think that's doing it a disservice. It's kind of, I think it's it's really about like magic not solving any of your problems. You know? It's kind of like Wait, Harry wait, wait. Potter. How can magic not solve any of your problems, man? <laughs> if I had magic powers, if I had a genie, if I had any of this stuff, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be motion sick anymore. I'd be like, thing number one, I don't want to get motion sick. I want to be able to read in the car. Magic that away. Right. But see, this is the thing about magic. There's always a price. It's like magic isn't free. 
there's always some kind of balance that has to be worked out, ah, you fuck. know? Like every time I do right? it, like I have to kill a bird. Well, you know, frankly, exactly. Actually, I, like somewhere I, I a bird falls out of the sky. I don't, personally, <laughs> I don't know if I'd have much problems with that given my feelings on birds. But anyway. <laughs> uh, well, I really like it because, so it's kind of about, yeah, like these young adults who are just struggling with all the normal things, even though they have like magic and it's kind of about change and like accepting change and like moving on and like letting go of things, which I, so it just really resonates with me. But what I really like about it is the, the magic in the series is like, you know, people use it, but they don't really understand it. It's very volatile and dangerous and like changing and weird. I just think that's really cool. And I've decided <laughs> I'm realizing saying this out loud. This doesn't make any sense. I've decided that I'm going to treat all of my old timey banjo tunes that I play. Like each one is a spell <gasps> and has its own kind of vibe. And it like wants to do because like in the book spells want they have like kind of a will of their own. And you have to be like very on top of your shit to not like Whoa. just do things terribly. So I've decided that each old timey tune has like its own kind of history and like gift that it wants to like give the world and like, you know, so like oh every time God. I play my banjo, I'm going to be like, I'm doing magic spells. <laughs> Hannah, oh my that's God, a beautiful so perspective on music learning. I love that, dude. Oh my God. Oh, because that is, I mean, look, honestly, the power of music is a bit like falling under a spell. It transports you, it takes you somewhere in your mind, in your heart, in your presence. When you're listening to music, atmospheric or music with lyrics or anything like that, it is spellbinding. So the relationship between music and magic, I think, is very close. And you might be the most profound poet of our time. That is beautiful. <laughs> Aw, thanks, buddy. Wow. Ugh, you're my favorite person to talk about this kind of stuff with. And then, yeah, you know, I get to be like, well, okay, I do have a fantasy, which I think could actually become reality. Maybe in 2020, I want to get a cat mask, like one of those full face cat masks that covers your whole head, and then put on some like fairy dress and then go sit in the park and play my banjo for oh money. God. Let's be real. Um <laughs> I knew this day would come. You're, you're telling me you're, you, you're ready to accept that you're a, a furry. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a fairy, but oh, I mean a, a fairy. Yeah. Oh my god. Why isn't there a community of people, a la the furry community, that are fairies, dude? Oh my god. Like there are people that are like, oh no, you don't understand. I actually am a vampire. So where is our <laughs> like? <laughs> where's our fairy king community of people that are like, oh, you know what? Actually, I'm a woodland fairy. And then some people could be like, I'm an urban fairy. And some people could be like, I'm a water fairy. <gasps> is there a community of fairy Dude. folk? I mean, I'm sure it's out there, right? It's got to be on Tumblr. I've seen, like, people who dress up really cool on Instagram. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, I'll have to uh, research this, you know, as, as well as love at first sight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big, big time. I'm really excited for you. Yeah. And I'm also really excited because I have finished merging the faces of Chris Hemsworth and Cillian Murphy. And uh, <laughs> we're going to take a really quick break. And then I'm going to reveal what these faces look like right after this.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Scooby Boo, we're back, baby. I'm just so excited to hear what you have to say. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, here we go. I'm clicking morph, and oh, okay, Anna Gelb, I'm going to email you this image right now, and you're going to tell me if this looks like the individual that put that thing on your chest. Oh I my won't, god, I'm so excited. I won't say it's the best job. <laughs> But it certainly is something that I completed within the last five to six minutes. So morphing Oh, my God. Guys, if you want to know what this image looks like, instead of listening via sound, you can go ahead and head to patreon.com slash analyze this. Sign up to be a patron today for a mere $5 a month, which is like buying a Hannah a cup of coffee. And additionally, Hannah Gelb, click that email, buddy. Open it. Oh, my God. Okay, I just want to let everyone know that the subject of this email is morphing time. (laughs) You know it. Dude! Dude! That's like exactly what he looked like. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I would say his he was like probably a little longer in the jaw, but like that is not incorrect. And also okay. the coloring is like spot on as well. Also, dude, you are like a freaking wizard. <laughs> Photoshop. Uh, uh, oh no, no, no. Don't don't get me wrong. Oh, you went I, to, I, oh, you went to morphing.com. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely did that. But I will say that the morphing technology has come a long way. And I did have to apply maybe a one, maybe two points of effort because I had to like really map out their faces, you know? Yeah. Um, mm. The morphing technology that's available online has changed. It's not just select two images. You know, I, I chose two images mm. that were pretty much aligned in terms of their height and width. And then I went and manually morphed them. I didn't just uh, have the website do it. So again, if you guys want to see what this picture looks like, uh, this surprisingly <laughs> accurate rendition of Hannah's hot hospital dude, <laughs> go ahead and head over to patreon.com. So channel is this. But before we go. Oh my God. I'm so honored, dude. I feel so loved that you uh, put that in there. <laughs> you know, I frankly, I just really wanted to get a sense of what this person looked like. And now that I have it, mm. I'm just going to open up our Patreon tab to make sure that I upload it uh, the same day this episode goes live, which I can schedule right now. And thank you to our 328 patrons that have been supporting this podcast all on your own. I hope you guys have enjoyed your pins. And this week, I'm going to be making available the one and only Analyze This Mug, which is a Patreon exclusive. Ooh! What? You guys, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. I know. <laughs> we Sorry, have a man. mug? We yeah, I'm, a, I'm moving and grooving, man. I mean, since I'm taking my uh, my slow badical and only focusing on the projects that I find the most meaning oh, in, um, yeah. Analyze This is getting a lot of love this year. Uh, oh, a whole lot oh, of love. Buddy. Yay! Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to see this mug. I'm so excited for you to see it. It's pretty freaking cute, and it is based off um, the heart and the brain that are our logos uh, that you guys can see on social media. You know, as we as we come to a close, you know, when we decided to do this month of love, and when we decided to conclude it with an episode where it was just a discussion of the things that we were loving lately, or the moments in our lives that we loved recently, we wanted to talk about it because we wanted to talk a little bit about the 
challenges of prioritizing things you love and why, if something is something you love, why it would be hard to schedule time for it. Now, for me personally, Mm. the challenge really lies in the stopping of the thing, not the starting of the thing. For instance, I love phone app games. I love to distract myself constantly with the little system of games. And in fact, I really loved this game that one of our listeners, one of our earbuds actually really loved called Clash of Clans. They asked us a question about how much of playing a game can you really allow yourself to do? And unfortunately, that was part of our lost episode of last year. But I did want to, oh, I know. But I did want to kind of (laughs) bring it up just in case that earbud is listening. When I read your question about this phone app game is taking over my life and it's sometimes damaging my relationship. How do I moderate control of it? The only way I know how to manage something that has the ability to consume me is to just not do it and just Mm. admit to myself that there are some environments and some things that I just have to put a cold, hard boundary on because I have a hard time controlling myself around literally designed to be addictive reward system based video games. So my advice to you, Clash of Clan listener, is good luck and God bless. The only way I know how to do it is by deleting the thing from my phone. And that was how I know how to cope with it. So for me, the challenge surrounding things I love is not so much the allowing of doing them, but the moderating of doing them. And that's a challenge that that I struggle with, you know? Yeah, that's really tough, dude, man. I want you to be able to play that game. (laughs) Uh, You know what? Honestly, buddy, my life is rich and full without it. You know, this is true. You know, we can't have it all. Uh, Can't we, though? (laughs) No, I guess you're right. I I mean, I totally hear what you're saying, because, like, I know. So I've been playing this game called Control on the PlayStation, and it is so freaking fun. And I finally learned, like, if I sit down and I'm like, I'm just going to play this game for a little bit, I will play that game until 4 a.m. Like, yep, literally until I can't keep my eyes open. So I can't, I can't play it. (laughs) You can't play it without like a hard finish, like without it being like, oh, okay, I have an hour until my banjo lesson, which is something else that you love, right? And Mm -hmm. so it's like, I'm going to play this game and my love of the banjo lesson is going to be my time limit because I don't want to be late to that and I know I want to go. Right, right, yeah. Like I, it just has to have a stopping point. I wish things were different. (laughs) I know, but, and that's okay though, because it's okay for us to have things in our lives that we love and to also have to exercise some monochrome of control around them, you know? And if there are things that you love that you can't control, well, that might be something that has a little more power over you than you have over it, you know? And that, and that's okay because there's so, Mm -hmm. so many things in life that there, that you can make room for. And it's all just about choice, which is the greatest burden of all. <laughs> oh man, buddy, you nailed it. Right? I mean, very true. It is a lot to carry. It is. What about you, Gelby? What happens to you when it comes to, let's say, the difficulty of prioritizing something you love? Well, I think a lot of the time I have a hard time giving myself permission to do that thing. I, you know, don't like time constraints when it comes to doing something I love, because when I get really into something, it's just so, it's really hard to stop. So, and like recently, my roommates are moving out. So I'm trying to find a roommate and that's been like, you know, pretty stressful and like time consuming. So if it's like 930 and I'm like, oh, I have like half an hour before I have to go to bed, maybe I'll like draw. And then my brain's like, why? You can't draw. You have to find a roommate. Ah!" You know, Mm. so that's a struggles. And then also I just know like, 
I just have to find the right time of day. Like, cause drawing is like, if you're in the zone, like you're in the zone. It's like another thing that I'll do until 4 a.m. Until I literally like can't keep my eyes open. And so I still don't know what the answer is because I know that I have to learn how to do things on a daily basis in like reasonable amounts to get things done. It is so challenging and yeah. unsatisfying to me and like and like kind of fills me with rage because I feel yeah. like mostly we don't have time to do these things because we have to work so much. And, right. you know, hopefully when uh, Bernie's a president, he'll just banish the 40 hour work week. Uh... We'll see. But well, I, I do want to say something because <laughs> I, I feel yeah. like what you're speaking about, it, it falls true for a lot of people because it is counterintuitive to the natural course of your mind. You know, for you, right. diving deeply because, into something yeah. you love is consuming. And that is the only way you know how to interact with it. And because of the structure of life, you know, you can't just let yourself dive deeply into something all the time every day. It really becomes right. about, well, I guess I can never have the thing I love because I can't make a healthy amount of time for it. So I guess I'll just never be happy and do it something I love. You know, that's mm. tough. Yeah, man. You know, I think everyone has their own um, natural rhythms. And I feel like the standard adult Western 40-hour work week rhythm is very, yeah, just like you say, like very counterintuitive to like the human soul. (laughs) However, I was able to express this frustration because my God, who is Heather (laughs) Haverleski? I hope that's not creepy, Heather. God, I love her so much. She is so inspiring because she's clearly like done a lot of work on herself and is in this place where like she's just curious and present. And that is like so inspiring to me. But anyways, Mm. she tweeted yesterday and was like, hey, guys, I just was in a weird place, but now I'm feeling good. So if you need a little bit of a boost or whatever, just let me know, because as you know, she does an advice column. So I tweeted at her and I said, dear Heather, I feel like all of my power, magic, creativity and confidence are locked behind a plexiglass wall in my brain and I can't get in and access it, even though I can see that it's there. And then she responded. (laughs) (gasps) And it was so exciting. Yes, I, I felt so special. And she said, your shame and neurotic thoughts tell you the same story every single day about how you can't reach what's yours. All of this magic you're talking about is fully accessible. You just don't want anyone to know how brilliant you are for some reason because you have all of this guilt about being better than other people or calling attention to yourself. It's time to flaunt it. So anyways, I'm going to be getting that tattooed on my body somewhere. And... Oh, my God. <laughs> Hannah, that, that, that is so amazing. Also, did you see? I'm looking at this thread right now. You saw that she quote tweeted you, right? Yeah, yeah. And man. then she she continued because she said like all of this magic address the same and, and step into the sunshine. I'm put, I'm putting this on the Patreon. Sorry, Hannah. I think that is beautiful. <laughs> You're right, isn't you it? You know that is really nice, man. I want you to get that tattoo. My hope and joy is that I hear that. You know, it's the permission to love your life. And if there's Mm. anything I hope we can inspire or motivate or encourage in our listeners, in our earbuds, is that we, Hannah Hart and Hannah Gell, are giving you total permission to love your life. You have every right to love the life you live. And to live the way that you want to live. You know, that takes a lot of guts. 
Takes a lot of guts, buddies. Takes a lot of guts. But Hannah, b- briefly, we, we got to go. We got to wrap up this beautiful episode. Uh, if you guys are going to miss us, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and listen to more. But uh, briefly, I thought, uh, my friend, of a new tagline. You know, not only are we the self-help podcast that just can't help itself. I thought, analyze this. Laugh your way to a better life. <gasps> Dude. Huh? What is it? That's pretty good, right? Dude, so, so good. So glad that we waited. Mm -hmm. Because, like, a lot of good stuff came along, right? We thought of Mm -hmm. a lot of different things. And people gave us really good ideas and suggestions. But, like, it didn't really gel for me. But Mm -hmm. that is the jelliest (laughs) tagline. That hits it, right? (laughs) That hits it. So I feel like that hits it, you know? So here I go. I'm going to use it as our sign-off. You know, I will say thank you so much for listening to this episode of Hanalyze This. I am one of two Hannahs, Hannah Hart. And I'm Hannah Gelb. And we are happy you're here. And just remember, I don't know, laugh your way to a better life. Oh, wait, I do. I have a little tweak. What if we say laugh your way to a happier life? Well, you know what? We'll talk about it more. But for now, we're going to (laughs) go. Awesome. (laughs) Anyways, we love you. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you uh, hit up our Patreon, patreon.com slash analyze this or follow us across the internet. You can find me at Harto, H-A-R-T-O, or you can find our sweet, sweet Hannah Gelb at Hizzle Gizzle, spelled Hizzle Gizzle. I enjoy that you... uh... Like, always make that distinction. <laughs> I mean, I would like to see anybody else spell hizzle gizzle any other way than it's just spelled. Like, how could you even do it? Anyway, I love you, buddy, and I love you guys. Thank you, earbuds, and we'll talk to you next Thursday. Thank you. Bye bye. 